Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a great show coming from you for from uh, from the Zoom Razor Rift Studios, or as Ty Rivera says, Unbothered Studios from Las Vegas. I don't know what he says, but <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, we are a great show. I'm Keith Razor with my. Well, my night wing to my Batman, Victor hey, Pacheco, right? Yeah, you yeah, can check that I'm, box I'm on a roll for saying it right. Yeah, man, it's great. It's like my IMDb is going to get refined one day. Yeah, uh, they, they emailed me. Here, okay, before we go into who our guest is, uh, okay. we got to talk about this. So they, Victor was like, Keith, my name's Pacheco, <laughs> not Pacheco or whatever. And I was like, oh, oh, you wrote a Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I will write IMDb help support, right? And Victor's like, thanks. I appreciate that. So I wrote them, right? Four weeks later, I get an email. Hey, is this, this the new, is this the guy from Dirty Jokes or whatever? No, uh, from unhealthy comedians. Unhealthy comedians. And I was like, I don't know. Let me ask him. So I asked him. I was like, Victor, were you in unhealthy comedians? And then he said no. And I was like, that's that. Wrong Victor sent. Then half an hour later, Victor calls me. He says, hey, by the way, I actually <laughs> was in unhealthy comedians and I didn't know about it. I was like, I just told them you were. So what the heck? So then I sent him an email. I was like, hey, I said no, but he actually just realized he was in it. That's the right Victor. They haven't responded. It might take four weeks, but in my defense, that was Victor's fucking. Victor, what's your side of the story? Okay, my side of the story is... Listen, when you said, hey, are you an unhealthy comedian? I'm like, how the fuck did Keith see that? And is he making a fat joke? Because the star of that... Okay, first of all, there's a movie called Unhealthy Comedian or a documentary. So, you know, I thought you were making a joke. Are you, Is it about you? Because you're an unhealthy comedian. Waka, waka, waka. You know, I thought that's what you were doing. Right. And that, that's not what you were doing. You, you were just, you know, um, asking me. I, I, I didn't know it was from IMDb. I messaged the dude the screenshot. And thank God I did because uh, he's all like, bro, you're in the movie. I was like, how the fuck am I in the movie? How can you tell me? He's like, bro, I try to get all my comedy friends in the movie. I was like, how am I in your documentary? He's like, dude, it's part of the podcast where you yell at Marcos. I'm like, why am I yelling at Marcos in the documentary? Right. He's like, bro, because it's epic and it's funny as fuck. And like, you're really yelling at him about busting your balls about not knowing the difference between a week and three weeks. I didn't know how long it was between the time that um, the pandemic happened and the next time I performed. It was actually like a week later, but you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, what Victor for the folks at home is trying to say, uh, he screwed <laughs> up because he doesn't know his own resume. Okay. Excellent. Fantastic. We got a great show today, right? <laughs> you prick. That's not what happened at all. It, I, 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 I didn't even know it was in the documentary. This guy, I didn't know that the podcast that I, I that I did was going to be used in the documentary and that I was going to be in it and that I was actually going to be used in the documentary. You I should probably ask like for an some asshole. royalties on that shit. I probably look like an asshole. <laughs> I'm like immortalized forever, like we're like an unhealthy comedian. Like, and there's like, here's a, like, it should be like, here's another unhealthy comedian. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got a great show for you tonight. Subscribe, rate, review if you like it. You've seen her on Comedy Central, Stand Up and Deliver, Comedy Doctors, the great Camilla Cleese is in the building. Hey, Camilla. Yeah. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here.
here on LA Talk Radio. Camilla Cleesis is in the Zoom. Hello. Hey, you. Good to see your face, Keith. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. How are I mean, you? It's, it's been a long time since I think I've seen anyone considering the pandemic, but I feel like it's an extra long time. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Camilla, this is my uh, trusty sidekick, Victor. Hey, good to meet you, Camilla. Hi, Victor. I didn't know you had a sidekick. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sidekick is for like in case I tell a funny joke and you don't laugh, he'll laugh. Oh, okay. Do you pay him? No, 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 not at all. But <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, before we start, uh, Lojo texted me and said she talked to you. Did she talk to you? Who? Lojo. Lori. Lori. Uh, yeah. Which which Lori? She was Norm's assistant. Oh, she texted me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's I. This was so sad because um, I remember you'd wanted to put me, my dad, in touch with Norm at one point, and then he reached out by Twitter. I think he said he had a question for him or something. And when I told my dad who it was, he actually knew who he was and was was like. Oh, absolutely. He's like, give, give him my number. Tell him to call me. But then Norm said he was like scared to call. And I was like, but which is so weird to me because I grew up idolizing Norm. Yeah. And then to have Norm like be nervous to call my dad. And I was like, well, do you want me to like conference you in? <laughs> like, you know, introduce you. And and I don't think they ever got to speak, which is unfortunate because my dad really wanted to to talk to him that was like two years ago probably yeah that, well then the pandemic happened so then then we yeah. stopped we didn't do the show but like uh i norm wanted me to get get him for it for him because like your dad norm was his biggest fan you know what i mean so it's just so crazy to me like yeah <laughs> the people so, that like my dad i'm like i would have had so much more respect in high school had i known that like all these people were your fans you know yeah but uh uh but yeah i'm glad lojo texted you because uh i figured you wouldn't mind because she had it anyway she just you know what i mean oh yeah no so. absolutely she said something about inviting him to something just unfortunately he doesn't live here so i don't know if that'll be viable yeah. i don't really know where he lives <laughs> but no okay. hey i'm interviewing you so i think like norman heaven is thinking props to me you know what I mean? Because you, you got some of your dad in you. Close. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not so much as looks, but. No, you're way more prettier. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. He's also a hideous woman, but he's a good looking dude. Just, like, look, I've seen him in drag so many times at this point. Like that was half my childhood, basically. Yeah. I thought that was normal. Um, but. Fortunately, he uh, he found the one supermodel that would talk to him and married her briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I mean, I think I, got, <laughs> I do look like him from here up, but like, I he doesn't have a mouth, so like, I do feel grateful that I got like a normal mouth with lips yeah. and stuff. You know. I, w I was telling. Yeah, yeah. I was telling like, Victor the first time I met you. It was like seven or eight years ago, and I was running the, the comedy competition at Tap House, and I remember, this is before I knew who your dad was, like I just thought you were a comic, and I thought you were very, very funny, and then you made the next round, and then you texted me and said that you can't make it because your mom died, and I remember I got you a card, you know what I mean? Which was so sweet. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, that was like the sweetest thing I think you know most people just don't know how to handle it and part of me was just doing what I normally do when something is sad which is like avoiding it making horrible jokes about it but like <laughs> but that yeah. was so sweet of you like I'll never forget that yeah and then I find out you're John Cleese's daughter like the next day I was like oh great 
Now I feel like an idiot. What, you should have put that in the card? Like, sorry, John Cleese's second wife died. I don't remember what I put in the card, but what I'm trying to say no, is... Was, you just said something sweet, like, I'm so sorry for your loss, or, you know, something appropriate, but that would have been pretty funny. Um uh. I'll get you. My, I'll get you a new card. <laughs> well, my my dad always says one of his ex wives died, but it was the wrong one. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> they had like a very amicable divorce, and then everything went downhill from there. So. So when did you uh, decided you wanted to do comedy? Because there has to be a, a point where you know. I'm trying to stride away from asking questions about your dad because I care more about you. But where, when did you when did you just decide, hey, I want to do comedy, even though your your family was in the comedy business in a form? I I never I always loved it, but I didn't want to go into it because of my dad because I knew that that would be a struggle. Um, it's sort of hard to not bring him into the conversation because it's the family business. Like, yeah, but. I, I knew that that would be tough because even before I was doing comedy or in the public eye at all, like I was getting trolled and stuff like just cause, um, and I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the, you know, dealing with his fame was not that I'm famous with now, but like, you know, that's something that unfortunately goes hand in hand with success, um, in our business and famous really, there's a lot of really toxic sides to it so I was very put off by that and I used to ride horses professionally I thought that would be my career but by the time I was like I took three years off after high school to ride and then my dad was like oh no you're going to college and I was like oh but but I thought that was a joke (laughs) I went for two and a half years I changed majors every five minutes like because I couldn't find anything I wanted to study and my dad got offered a show to do a one-man show in New Zealand of all places and he asked me to write it with him and like I never I think we both thought that meant like type and make coffee you know because he can't type or use a computer and he doesn't like to make his own coffee so I figured that was going to be my job but I wound up contributing more than either of us anticipated and then I didn't really want to go back to university because I was like I'm not learning anything like this is pointless um you know don't get me wrong I think it's great like if you know what you want to do but yeah I, I was just sort of like biding time and and dicking around and drinking way too much at that point in my life um so back to dicking around yeah I was a bad kid <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I'll actually, I just remembered. I'm, I'll be 15 years sober. What's the date today? Today is uh, the, the 16th of April. Yeah, so tomorrow I'll have 15 years sober. Whoa, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. It's better for all of us, I assure yeah. you. I won't steal your car, but like it, um, I still make really bad decisions, which is weird. Like you would think, I thought that I'd be like, a much smarter like more I don't know I thought I'd be like Mother Teresa when I got sober and it just wasn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) but anyway um I yeah I wound up writing my way into that tour like I just wrote a part for myself basically I was like you know six foot one blonde that looks vaguely like John Cleese but not really (laughs) (laughs) like the casting and then I wrote my best friend in and I wrote the part for a hot guy yet to be cast like yeah you you didn't know me back then but if you did I probably would have accepted except for the fact that you had to be from New Zealand but oh right right right. Um, Victor's from New Zealand no he's not (laughs) (laughs) thanks for not writing me off (laughs) like a hot guy well, no, there are no, the funny part is like, I think New Zealand might have the most unattractive population. Like, I think we found the one hot guy to come out of New Zealand. He actually became a big actor, which I'm, I'm stoked from, 
to Heath see Ledger. No. Oh. He, no. I'm terrible at this <laughs> No, but I, I love that that's the one Aussie guy that, you know. Um, no, his name. Uh, Hugh Jackman. No. Jesus Christ, he, Keith. He's like my age. Uh, what's his name? Well, he goes, his real name, I actually came up with his stage name for him. I think it's Jay Ryan. He starred on like a couple of CW shows and, you know, he's done very well for himself. Oh, I know who it is. Much, much better than me. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I said hot guy, not angry guy. Well, you said this was 15 years ago. Russell Crowe was hot 15 years ago. Oh, oh, right. He was in um, Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. I watched and then, and then I don't, it just was over. That, yeah, like, I know. What happened? I, I don't know. <laughs> that was rather unfortunate, isn't it? You ever, you ever see, watch a movie like from 20 years ago? And he, like, for example, I used to have the biggest crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I watch her movies. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this girl is gorgeous. And then I see her movies today. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> we get older, Keith. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you ever think about that with Russell Crowe? I mean, yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like with guys, there's kind of a double standard. Like George Clooney got like hotter as he got older. I know. I mean, there's, there's a point, don't get me wrong, but like for women, it's just like I'm already like on the down like the the downswing or whatever it's called like i'm like over the hill for a hollywood girl no that's not true it it is i'm fine with it like i i don't want to go like dress slutty and go to clubs anymore so it's totally cool yeah actually i don't know why that would be necessary to be like i don't know i'm just i'm okay with getting older i mean i still I still dress slutty and go to the clubs and I'm not getting much action, so. Mm. Which clubs? Well, you know, the ones in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of sheep there, so if you're into sheep fucking, by all means, but otherwise I wouldn't recommend. (laughs) How did you know? Uh, (laughs) Who told you I was into that? (laughs) Lucky guess. Yeah, Keith has sheep fucker written all over his face, especially when he has a beard. <laughs> he looks like he fucks sheep with that beard. Um, no, it looks I like wool, sing, though. He sings Mary Had a Little Lamb well, yeah. to get him in the mood. Some people <laughs> like Marvin Gaye, some like nursery rhymes. What can I say? <laughs> well, what, what's your, your, your jam of music? Like, what do you... You know, I love music, but I kind of since doing stand-up I try to force myself to listen to my sets while I'm driving and that's like mostly when I would listen to music but um I still love all of my old like you know 90s grunge music like Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden and all that Pearl Jam those are I'll never sorry I'm sitting in my bed because I think I told you but um my Roommate, do you know Amos Gill? He's very, no. funny, very funny comic. He opens for Jim Jeffries. He's pretty well known in Australia, but he's just over for a few months and he's been renting a room for me. We have the exact same laptop and he got to Vegas and, and was like, I have your laptop. I thought um, you opened up for Jim before. I haven't opened for Jim before. Oh, but you're good friends because I've seen you he, guys together. Yeah, he's a good buddy. Um, He's another one that uh that was a big fan of my dad's which I didn't even really realize until he came we were rewriting an Australian film in Arizona like during the pandemic and he came to help punch up and he's going to be in it I think oh that's awesome yeah and um he I don't think he really shouldn't say this on a podcast but I don't think he really gets how science works which I wouldn't really like expect him to but like he was getting like three COVID tests a day. He was so paranoid, but we're like not leaving the house. And like, Jim, like you're fine. But the last day he tested positive and, and was convinced that he'd killed my dad and like kind of had a meltdown. Oh my and God. I'm not going to lie. Like it was really 
kind of hilarious. But um, right. <laughs> apparently, he has one of his. I think it's his one of his new closers or something. Is a, that story about thinking that he killed my dad? Because it turned out that he gone and got tested at some place that was probably like a meth lab during like pre-pandemic and then like business was slow so they're like let's set up a fake testing site in our trailer and (laughs) like like when i looked the place up i was like really jim like this is where you go they're like recycling the fucking q-tips like come on (laughs) now you're also you're you're from uh you're, I know you're not born in Chicago, but we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Your aunt, you were, you lived in Chicago for a while, right? I did. I've lived a lot of places, but I was in Chicago uh, for like some of, well, and the surrounding area. We moved so many times, but like yeah. junior high, high, first two years of high school before I moved to California. That's where I, I moved to Southern Illinois from London and then I think my parents just wanted to fuck with me that's like culture shock you wouldn't believe it's like uh Farmville oh it was like just one big cornfield the population of the town was like 1200 and I think like 900 had the same last name it was like you know one big happy family creepy ish um a lot of guns and we like coming, I was just there London, like two weeks ago and there was only like 500 people in the whole city. Where? Uh, Charleston, which is like two hours away from Chicago. Charleston or? Yeah. Or Champaign. Or Champaign. Champaign. Champaign or St. Charles? No, it, it was Champaign. I, I flew to Charleston. Yeah, but there's only like 500 people. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way in the college town. Yeah. Because um, I, I sold only, like, not to brag or anything, but I sold 100 tickets to my show, mm-hmm. and only 60 people came. Well. Out of 500. That's pretty good. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's about how our ticket sales went. And, <laughs> my God, at least... Tell me your your plane ticket didn't cost like almost a thousand dollars. I don't know what was up with last weekend, but yeah. And I booked ahead of time and stuff too, but I I think I wound up walking with like I'm not I can't even say it out loud. I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you were, especially because we had to do press two mornings in a row at like six a.m. and I never can fall asleep, so I was like on two hours of sleep and like. Um, but, but the good news is you made those you know what i mean like the press you made those those press ones you know yeah yeah so well, like I, I didn't know we were doing tv so i was like <laughs> no makeup no brushed hair and we get to the tv station they're like yeah you're going live in three minutes and i'm like i can't fix this in three minutes like i yeah. barely slept i i got up at 5 45 to be ready to go at, at seven I wanted to shower and like do my I sat down or made myself a cup of coffee sat down and woke up at 6 45 with coffee all over me and I was like oh fuck and I just changed and ran out the door yeah so that, that's a Camilla move right there that's and then another Camilla move is uh throwing parties when you, you're you know to get you know when you're growing up right you threw a lot of parties that's what you're doing oh yeah didn't yeah. I, I think I used to have a bit about that, about my dad coming home early from a work trip and there's like 200 drunk teenagers in his house. And oh my God, I, I opened the door and I, he was pissed and I was like, surprise, <laughs> welcome home. I threw you a party. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's pretty like, smart thinking though. Yeah. I mean, not like he believed me, but because he laughed, he like, you know, in my family, like, a good joke is currency. It's like, that'll get you out of any trouble if you can like joke your way out of it. Same with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I, it's been a problem in other relationships in my life because they're like, stop trying to make me laugh right now. Cause it's like, I'm mad at you. And I'm like, but 
And if because if you can make them laugh, they'll forget why they're mad at you sometimes. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. It, I, I do have a serious serious question and I, I need to know the truth. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever dated Jeremy Piven? Fuck no. No. Okay. No, we used to be good friends and they <laughs> ran an article. It was such bullshit. Like actually I met one of my best friends through him back then. She was his assistant back then. And now she's like this social media guru because she got into the game. This is probably like 20, almost 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, Jeremy and I were like good buddies, but like, you know, he hooked up with enough of my friends. Uh, plus he's like, not that it matters, but he, well, it kind of matters. He's like a foot shorter than me and like 20 years older than me. And I, I wasn't into it like that, but. Wait, how tall is he? He's a short dude. I literally never saw him without boots on. Like I went up, we'd go hang out up at his house in Malibu. This is years ago. I don't know if he still has it. Um, I mean, we reconnected once he started doing stand up. That's a trip. But yeah, like he would wear like like boots with his like board shorts and stuff. So I or not even board. I don't know. It just I would say he's probably like five, seven, five, eight. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not like super, super short. He's not like a he's he's not a Seacrest or a, a Tom Cruise, but he's they, they he's, got insoles that make you like four inches taller. Yeah, it's and crazy. I'm like that's deceptive as fuck, and those probably hurt your heels. I I think yeah. they, I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. Do heels make you taller though? Heels like even if they're like like half an inch at like at the bottom, like uh, do they make you taller? Like if they, well, yeah. Camilla's pretty tall herself. So do you wear heels? I'm six too? one. I yeah. do. I do sometimes. I mean, not since I do stand up. Like I, my sense of style has gone like, because. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like the worse I look, the better I do on stage. Like it's just they. I don't want people to think about like what I'm wearing or what I look like. Like, tell me if this isn't true, Keith you always can see if it's a, like a new girl comic, if they're like super decked out to do stand-up. Like, did Keith uh, leave? Yeah, no, no, I'm here. No, I agree. Yeah. I think like whenever I see a girl in a dress with her hair done, I'm like, oh yeah, she, she's like in the first six months. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And then I, I think, because, and I don't know if everyone has this outlook on it, but for me, I just know the worst sets I've had or when I'm, been dressed up and i've had to be dressed up for like corporate gig whatever not corporate but like i i did a couple of fundraisers and things like that because if the people are there on dates it's not so much in la i wouldn't say but like on the road like most people go to comedy clubs on dates right, right so like yeah. they don't want another girl taking their guy's attention and you know how girls can be so like you see all the arms crossed so it's like it's better to just look like a homeless lesbian yeah. or something, you know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I agree, but I also feel that, like, like when I go to a comedy club and I, I see the these ladies do do comedy, I feel like I, I, I just want you to get to the jokes faster, not concentrate on that. You know what I mean? Right. I feel they do more concentration on what they're wearing than than the jokes. You know. I think some girls do for sure. I think they do way too much concentration on their vaginas and stuff like that personally, but I um I stay away from that. I try to just get get into it, you know. Yeah. Um well the reason it, why I asked that Jeremy Piven question is because when we were trying to get uh, your father on Norm's show, uh this this was like 4 or 5 years ago when I first started asking you about it. Uh he was like I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. I was like, uh, because like I at the time I had a huge crush on you, you know. And he's like, you should marry her. That way, I could go to the wedding and be best friends with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, well, I think she's dating Jeremy Piven, and he's like, no, he's dating John Cusack. What? That's funny. Well, they used to be good friends, and then I think we're like 
rivals. They became sort of. They hate each other now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm a huge John Cusack fan. So like. I am too. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jeremy like is still a buddy of mine. We're we're not close anymore. It just got weird because they ran this article saying that we were dating, and they'd taken a photo. I went to see a play he did in New York with my dad and. Elizabeth Moss was in it too. And they'd cropped Elizabeth Moss and my dad out of the photo and just taken the two of us. And then there was an inset photo of us, us kissing, but like the girl was shorter than him, wrong hair color. I'm like, that's not me. Like, obviously (laughs) there's no way, but then it was kind of awkward after that. And it's amazing that that's still like if you Google my name, that will still come up. Yeah. Do Do you feel like the Google is like a lot of people use it? I feel to replace school because they they say, "Oh, I don't need to go to school. I could just Google it." But also, a lot of the things you read on the Google isn't true. So, do you think like that's yeah. that's like kind of fucks up this generation? I just think that anyone that graduated high school pre-Google should get like an extra point added to their GPA. Do you remember, you're probably not old enough to remember like the Dewey Decimal System and like the library catalogs. Oh, like, no, but I remember AskGeeks.com. Like yeah, no. I'm talking like this is before, at, this is like when the internet first, it wasn't even really around when I was yeah. in school and so like we had to actually go to the library and find books and they had this decimal point system and you, you don't how old the are you decimal, the little decimal cards the yeah little, the index the cards. decimal yeah. system it drove yeah. me like i know what you're talking about point on our gpa just for having to had to deal yeah. with that <laughs> yeah. i know what you're terrible. talking about i just googled it <laughs> yeah fuck off you <laughs> how old are you uh i'm i'm a i'm a 35 years young you are how do you not remember that no i do i do remember I was, uh, i'm just kidding you were fucking with me okay yeah. yeah i'm not although but the point is is google is wrong because whenever i google myself it says keith raises is retarded and it's like no i'm just autistic you know what i mean so yeah. like, it's, you're actually, I think, actually brilliant so you're like yeah yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I I was looking for a picture of myself, like a press picture the other day, and I made the mistake of Googling myself. And, um, you know, if you're in the public eye, like it'll say your name and then it'll have like what you do underneath. And yeah, like you, Victor doesn't know what this is, but you and I, we don't. We know because we've Googled <laughs> ourselves. But like it says... <laughs> So I, I then, after I read mine, I was like annoyed. So I typed in my sister's name and it says Cynthia Cleese, actress. Type in mine, Camilla Cleese, John Cleese's daughter. Mind you, <laughs> Cynthia <laughs> has been in two movies 20 years ago and not like she got married and had babies and was a phenomenal mother, but she doesn't act anymore. Whereas I'm like a working comic and I'm like, can I ever like not be just that? Like yeah. I I was I was like kind of livid, I'm not gonna lie. Just because I've had that follow me forever. And like, yes, I'm proud of him, like I, I love him, but like I write more for him than you know, like it, it just feels really unfair at this point. I've worked too hard to just have that be my title. Like was your first uh, writing credit when you did uh Mad About You? I didn't do Mad About You. I thought I thought you wrote on uh, Will and Grace or Mad About You or something. Oh, I just, I was an intern the last season because I got oh. my dad's job on the show and then I got myself an internship. But like, I didn't do, I, I made coffee occasionally and just sat in the writer's room. That's oh. kind of when I got the bug to do comedy because like, I was like, wait a minute. They get to roll in here at like 10, 11 a.m., read tabloids for an hour break for lunch i was like this is like my kind of job talk yeah. some shit to each other and given i know it's a lot harder than that like they they had some of the most talented writers on that staff it was so funny but um 
Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny how I got my dad because he was on the final. I think it was the final season. Uh, he played a, a love interest of Karen, Karen Megan Mullally, who I worship. Right. And so when I was riding horses competitively, like Jimmy Burroughs, James Burroughs, who directed all of Will and Grace and Cheers, he's epic, right? Yeah. His stepdaughter rode horses. She's a few years younger and I sometimes would kind of watch her, which they shouldn't have allowed me to do at that age, but whatever. Um, but I was friendly with him and his his wife was awesome. And um, I walked up to Jimmy and I was like, Jimmy, can you give my dad a job? I need a new horse. This is not work. Like, and I was fucking around, but like, he's like, actually, Oh, and at the time I was like, my dad, he just did vacuum cleaner infomercials and the company went bankrupt. Like, please, we're like, my riding career is going to end if you don't. Yeah. And he laughed and then he was like, well, actually, it's funny you say that we're looking for someone to play mini driver's dad and she's English. And, and I was like, well, there you go. And then the next thing you know, he was on Will and Grace and then I got an internship, but it wasn't like it was for the last half of the last season, basically. But that that was kind of when I was like, this is a job I could probably actually like do. Yeah. Like where my bad attitude could be put to good use, you know? Yeah. Now, Camilla, <laughs> I want to respect your time because I know you said you had a show, but Victor yeah. has a couple of questions he wants to sure. wants to ask you. Sure. Um, so um <clears throat> how you doing? Is that one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I mean, not really. No, I mean, I, I just didn't want to just hop into the questions and just like, you know, seem like. My yeah. life is insane. Robot. But I'm like, I'm still breathing, so I'm good. Uh, oh, that's good. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. No, I take uh, hallucinogens from time to time, so that keeps me going. Um, oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We all we all cope differently with life. But um, I have a question. And um, uh, as the daughter of a living comedy legend, do you feel, I'm sorry, do you find yourself with a lot of pressure to perform at the level of a living legend? Um, I mean, like, I know that I'm not going to. So it, like, you can't beat the amount of experience he has and stuff. I'm grateful he never did stand up, thank fucking God. But I definitely, I think there is more judgment or expectation generally. Um, like if, I only say that because when I've been introduced, like they used to haze me at the comedy store when I first, when I first started, they basically still haze me there for some reason. I'm like, come on, you guys, I've been around long enough at this point. Let's right. get over it. But they'll, they used to introduce me as just John Cleese's daughter and nothing else. And, and you could. It's like you could feel the room turn from like, oh, you know, being in a good mood to like judgment. And um, I do think I get judged a little harder and stuff like that. But I, I try to just you channel that energy or whatever to, to make myself better. Part of the reason I went into stand up is to like establish myself as a separate entity because I felt like when I was just doing sketch and writing and acting like if I had even the tiniest bit of success, it got attributed to my dad, but he's definitely made me work for it. So I don't think anyone could say like, you know, look, look where my career is. Like if, <laughs> if, if I was winning at nepotism, it would be a lot better than this. So Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like know what that's like, even though like, I don't have a famous dad, my uncle is famous and like, the thing is, like, people Wait, always who's ask, your uncle? Uh, Patrick Warburton. And uh, uh, people always ask me, like, hey, can you get him to do my podcast or whatever? And it's like, yeah, he doesn't even like me that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, you're wasting I, you, wouldn't, your you wouldn't believe <laughs> the amount of people that, like, and for friends, it's one thing, you know, I'll, I'll consider it, like, de depending on what it is, like, sometimes like I kind of admire the delusional confidence like 
that people will even ask. <laughs> like sometimes I probably get an average of like, Sorry. I would say 10 to 15 messages a week through social media, trying to get to my dad to get him to do something. And when I say to get him to do things, I'm talking about, because first of all, like what sort of professional approaches someone's daughter through Facebook to try and get the actor? Like, yeah, that's, but they'll be like, Hey, do you, do you think your dad would like star in my web series? And I want to be like, what's your budget? Like, are you going to yeah. fly him in from the UK and put him up at the four seasons and pay him? Or, Oh, do you think it's so good that he's going to fly himself over just to be a part of it? Like, <laughs> you know I, I feel like but part of me admires those people because I can't even like reach out to someone like cold call or like if I'm looking for representation I would I'd be terrified to like just email an agent because I'm scared of being that person that's out of line but like some of the requests are and then some of them get mad when I like I'm like I'm sorry yeah you'll have to contact his agent like this is also, it's not my fucking job. Like, if I got back to all those people, I wouldn't have time left in the day. To do I mean, razor riffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or anything. I mean, the, I already do so much work for him, like, that it's gotten to the point where we're, like, negotiating terms right now. I'm like, I, you've got to get a better assistant. Because yeah. he, he, I somehow morphed into this, like, oh. I'm like an unpaid intern, basically. Well, I know that feeling, too, because, like, when I was with Norm, like, I was with Norm for eight years, you know, and, like, yeah. he was my best friend. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't, oh, I'm friends with a celebrity. Like, I didn't even think he was one. I Like, he was just a friend. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, when people ask me if he would do the podcast and their podcast and stuff, I, I was like, you know, don't put me in that position to ask him for you because oh. it doesn't it doesn't Even benefit asking my dad i get like a knot in my stomach if i have like i'll do it for some of my friends but i hate asking him to yeah do like that because unless you're my really good friend or i think it's gonna like be beneficial for him somehow like i'm getting so many requests he's getting so many requests his agents like he's 82 years old like and i just I can't like I don't even ask him for favors like hey will you be in my web series <laughs> like, yeah you know it's like oh I, I don't really want to ask him to do all, it's all an awkward stuff. feeling yeah it's really uncomfortable for me and he's my dad and we're super close but it's like I just know how hard he works and the last thing he really wants to do at the end of the day is like an extra whatever you know yeah uh, because Victor gets all these requests of people to have him ask me stuff. And I was like, you know, I'll say yes, because you're my boy. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to, because it's just awkward. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> Victor, you got any last second questions for the great Camilla? Yeah, I do. I, um, so I've been doing stand-up for nine years. Uh, the nine last, years? The last, wow. two, uh, last, last two didn't really count. Right. But, so seven uh, years. So seven years. But whatever, it's nine. I'll eat those two years of fat. We I'll eat that shit. Um so that the, um so but I was in the bay the majority of the time. And so like, you know, like we would do like a sign-ups, odds only, and then women would get evens. And so we'd like try like you know, to encourage women to do stand-up so they wouldn't be discouraged to if you know if they got there late. You right. Know, so it wouldn't be a whole sausage fest. So we're like, any rate. Um, so there was like that. I wish of... they had that here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but well, I also <laughs> kind of don't like it seems like kind of unfair because there's just not that many women. And I I tend to run late. So like Yeah, it, so this would like it fits great. the bill for everybody, but I mean there's less women per capita. There's like a billion dudes and there's like ten thousand oh, yeah. women. It Especially like... once once you get to like year three, you know, like there's a <laughs> there's a lot more girls at like the open mics in their first six months than there are like three years in still doing it, right? Yeah, like, it's a I've... steep drop off. because I'd say it's what like ni ninety to ninety five percent men, I would guess. 
Yeah, it's up there because somebody's all like, "Yeah, it's 80 20. I'm like, "Are you on crack?" No, it's not. It's that are like working no. comics. Fuck no. No, fuck no. No, 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 no. I know. At any rate, no. I'm. I, I know what's up. No, that wasn't my question. No, I was just setting it up just so you know where I'm coming from with this question. Yeah. Um, because like I'm like always about encouraging females, and I hate calling them female comedians. They're just comedians. Yeah. Who happen, who this was a Twitter women. question. You're out of characters. All right, I know. But at any rate, <laughs> um, what are some things that fami- that female comedians? are subjected to that you wish all male comics knew? Hmm. I mean, there's definitely still the stigma women aren't funny. And like, I think, I don't think that's true. I think that if you took the percentage of women that are funny within the women that do it and the percentage within the men that do it, it would probably be roughly the same but there's just a hell of a lot less women period so like there's going to be less funny women I kind of to be honest I hate when I it's like an all-female showcase because I know that there's not going to be you know 15 girls that are that strong of comics like available on the same night to do the same show like it's just statistically unlikely so I usually go up and I'll, and it pisses everyone off that I don't know the fuck. Uh, no, the be- like I'm like, thanks for coming to the Special Olympics of comedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, <That's- laughs> but I, you know, I want to be booked because I'm funny and I've always, um, like, I don't know. There is more like sort of there's some chauvinism misogyny sexual harassment i'm so like desensitized to it it takes a lot i mean the first mic i did at the comedy store (laughs) the host after my set said something like um well that was kind of funny for a girl and i did i did okay i was brand new jesus christ no it gets way worse he goes but who cares by round of applause how many people would fuck that girl and like I guess I'm glad people clapped. It could have been worse. I oh like I don't but I, I was so angry. I, I remember walking away and I almost turned and yelled something back, but it was an employee of the comedy store. And I knew oh that if my I God. if I complained about that, that I would just get blacklisted. And unfortunately, so I've never dated comics, like, and that in some ways I like guys. Good. There's a lot of guys that are that take girls on the road because they're, you know, they're they think they're getting laid. And like, I think because I've never dated comics, they don't see me as like, oh, that girl that will because uh, I don't want to fuck my way to the middle. I want to get booked because I'm funny. Like, that's just how I've always been. I also I think the whole like posting sort of like naked selfies on Instagram and then you get a big following and suddenly you're headlining and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't bring myself to do that shit. Like uh, a lot of the girls that I came up with are way ahead of me and get more stage time and more shows. Cause they do that. But I'm like, Oh God. I mean, I fuck. I, and I don't even bring this up normally, but like I used to model underwear, but I am not posting those pictures because that's not what, I want to be known for. I want to be known for being funny, you know? So yeah, I 100 percent agree. Awesome. Yeah. Because and- some of the girls, they then perpetuate that stigma that women aren't funny because they're getting booked to headline way before they should be. Like, Jeez. like way. <laughs> and no. then when they so their 45 is gonna suck. Sorry, yeah, it's gonna suck. Yeah, Sorry. like if you can't do 10 minutes, how are you gonna do 45? I would rather undersell myself and like, like, I know I'm a strong feature, but I don't consider myself a headliner. And like, I would rather go crush it, you know, 30 or 20, whatever this feature. Length Sweet is. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm just not quite there yet. I'll headline like a one off at a casino in the middle of nowhere. Cause no one will ever hear about it if I suck, but like, I'm not going to do a comedy club weekend yeah. headlining, you know? Well, so. uh, my last question for you, because I know you got a show, but before I ask this, just for the record, I'm not a comedian. I'm an actor. What? Okay, bad joke. You're 
<laughs> I'm laughing at how awkward that was. Not that joke, for the record. No, because, the record. because here's the joke. Because you said I don't date comics, and then I said, "Oh, I'm not a comedian. I'm an actor." Oh, I. Okay, I get that it. That joke. Funny, uh, it was. I'd gone on a rant for too long before. Right. I should have interrupted you, it. You don't want to date me. My boyfriend's in jail right now, and um. Actually, you met him, I think, the last the first time I hung out with him, I think. He came to a show in, what was it, Hunting, uh, Huntington Beach? The, yeah. the rec room or whatever? No, the rec room, yeah. I had one thing about you that I will say. Is, I have terrible taste. Yeah, I know. No, no. I, what, back to what you were saying <laughs> is I've always. And keep in mind, this is before I knew you had a famous dad. I always gave you stage time because I always thought you were funny. And I, I always try and get you in where I go. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I always appreciated that. I Did you stop giving me stage time because I didn't fuck you? or? No, no, no. I just don't get a lot of... <laughs> I was fucking with you. No, what? I made you a regular at the rec room. You could go whenever you want. I've never bitten. I mean, I haven't been back. Well, come whenever you want. Come, come Saturday. You book it? Yeah. yeah, come Saturday. I'll be there if you're not busy. I'll it be is there Saturday. No, I mean next Saturday. Today. Yeah, you uh, got flappers tonight. Yeah, I, I got flappers tonight. You're right. Actually, I should get going because I realized I thought the shows were eight and ten. Who made them seven thirty and nine thirty? Oh, I'm gonna. Be okay, so you gotta go. Where can the folks at home follow you to support you? Um, I am at Camilla Please, like the bottom of the screen on everything because I'm the only Camilla please blessing and a curse because my past has followed me everywhere um but let's do it again sometime you guys are for, awesome it's so much for fun. sure I love you Camilla have a great show love you too, Keith. good right. to see you and I hope to see you in person soon all right bye bye guys all all right. Right. excellent that was Camilla please uh subscribe rate review to the show and uh I wish I could release the Zoom video because for the folks at home, she gave me a kiss. All right, Victor. <laughs> oh, she's still here. All right. I can't figure out how to quit because I'm not on my computer. How do I do oh. this? Oh, oh okay. Bye. Bye. Well, All right. Like... All right. <laughs> so, Victor, we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, Raise a wrist. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon. <laughs>